You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981 or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Jay Gibb, and he's the founder and CEO of a B2B SaaS company called CloudSponge, and is also a partner at a distributed software engineering consultancy agency called Arizona Bay. He and his team have built hundreds of online businesses with entrepreneurs all over the last 20 years, and he's an expert at helping non-technical, quasi-technical entrepreneurs build new software products, and manage technology teams for their ventures. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hey, Dennis. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Greatly appreciate it. Before the show, we were talking how you had moved from San Francisco down to Pasadena, and I shared with you my little Super Bowl story there. So that's <laughs> it's good to connect with you. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today. And we've got some really interesting stuff as it relates to kind of the solution that CloudSponge is helping companies like Airbnb and Yelp and other companies solve in and around, you know, referrals and things of that nature. But before we do that, can you do my audience a huge favor and just tell us a little bit about what you got going on over there at CloudSponge? Yeah, sure. So we started CloudSponge about eight years ago um, when we started the process of trying to build some software to let users access their address books from our website that we were working on. And, you know, we just found that it was a really tedious thing to build. And there was dozens of other developers all building their own versions of, of the same, the same thing. So, you know what, we just decided that we were going to put a price tag on it and try selling it. And we've been in business ever since selling it to entrepreneurs and product designers, product managers, and, and growth people in particular, who, you know, for whatever reason, they really want to have a way for their users or existing users to be able to find and select and share contact information from their address books with their business for some reason. Uh, most of the time, that's a part of a referral program or an invitation flow or something like that. But really, the driver there is, you know, they want to give their users a way to do that without having to memorize people's email addresses or leave their website to a different tab or a different window to go look somebody up and copy and paste an email address because they realize that that's a quick way to, to lose people's attention. And so we've been doing it for, for eight years now and, and we're still going strong and, and looking, forward to, looking forward to chatting with you about it a little bit more. Perfect. Yeah, that's definitely a struggle if you've ever wanted to share content or share a website or share, you know, something that you've experienced online with another person. The next thing you know, you're trying to remember somebody's email address and you're trying to toggle back and forth and that just never works. So 
you've streamlined that process with a, you know, with an address book integration where you can just super easy share and it'll automatically fill it out and bing, bang, boom, you can send it out to 20 people as opposed to trying to figure out one person's email address, right? Yeah, that's right. So we handle the integrations with all the places where people typically store their address books. So, you know, for your audience, North American English speaking audience, it's most likely, you know, Gmail, Yahoo, Outlook.com, AOL, believe it or not, Office 365, iCloud, LinkedIn, those kinds of places where, you know, anywhere where, where people tend to keep contact information for their network, it's our job to integrate with all those places and parse all that data, normalize it all and present it in a nice, consistent user interface that is customizable and, you know, can be styled and embedded right onto any website in a way that you know, just takes a few minutes to get it set up. And, and it really takes, takes existing functionalities for things like referral programs and just multiplies their effectiveness by a factor of two or three or four. Perfect. All right. So you guys have been around for about eight years. I mean, put it in some sort of context. How big is CloudSponge? I mean, whether it be employees or growth or revenue, share something to try to give us a sense of, of the size of CloudSponge. Yeah, sure. There's about a dozen of us working on it, a combination of full-time employees and contractors doing things like content and, and administration. You know, we've got thousands of customers, product, you know, our, our JavaScript widget is installed on, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 70,000 websites right now. And so, you know, we're, we're growing pretty fast and we're, we're enjoying the ride. And it's a SaaS model, right? Where they software as a service, they pay a monthly subscription based on usage, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's right. So people, they can sign up for a sandbox account with no obligation, kick the tires, get it working, do all the customization work, take as long as they need to, to sort of fit it into their development environments and staging environments. And then when they're ready to go to production, they can start a trial, which is 14 days. And then after the trial's over, we just start a monthly recurring bill. We bill, bill them every month and, you know, just kind of stays, stays on the site for the long term most of the time. Perfect. All right. Well, before we dive into, you know, how to get more referrals for your businesses, which is kind of what we're going to talk about and you're going to unpack that for us. Can you talk a little bit about how you got, what's the number one strategy that CloudSponge uses to get new customers for your business today? I mean, are you doing paid ads? I mean, I know it's a SaaS product. Are you doing more outreach? Are you speaking? Is it, is it PR? What's moving the needle these days if you had to pick one? Yeah, so it's a combination of things. You know, I think the baseline stuff is retargeting is really important for our business just because, you know, when somebody learns about the tool, it's pretty unusual for me to reach somebody right at the moment where they're thinking about it, where this is something that they currently want to work on. So it's really important for us to have retargeting in place to sort of stay relevant and stay top of mind. As far as, you know, new acquisition I do things like, you know, speaking on podcasts like yours. We're lucky to have very obvious long tail keywords that we can bid on. So we use we use search engine marketing and, and paid acquisition on, on search engines to find people who are currently, you know, looking for Google contacts, API help and things like that. And in in the same vein, you know, we spend a lot of time on Websites where people go and find solutions to problems such as Stack Overflow and Quora and different developer communities out there where people are asking questions about the APIs that we're integrated with. So we have an opportunity just to say, hey, by the way, here's how here's how you do what you're trying to do. But if you don't want to do it and you also don't want to do it for the other, you know, 10 other places that you're going to have to do it for, 
you know, come check out CloudSponge because we've already done all this work for you and it's a single point of integration, right? Perfect. So yeah, we've we've got some pretty clear channels there that, you know, that pay dividends just just by being helpful in those communities and answering those questions. So now I'm going to I'm going to kind of force your hand a little bit so we can get a little more narrow. If you could only pick one, you only had the time, resources and energy to do one, and it was the one that you consider to be the most effective today to getting new customers. If you had to pick one out of all those four or five you talked about, what would it be? That's a good question. I probably wouldn't choose one of the ones that I already mentioned because those ones are sort of like standing orders. They're not scalable, right? It's, you would think that paid advertising on search would be scalable, but the fact is there's just no, the volume's just not there. Right. And so I think if I had to, if I had to just dedicate all of my time and energy on one thing, I think it would just be prospecting and personal outreach to companies that have the problems that we solve right? and just get out there and uh, just pound the pavement and go find them all and, and make sure that they all know about us. So it'd be more face-to-face sales then. I mean, you're trying to probably sell more enterprise type solutions at that level because of course, you know, you're not going to want to set up a whole bunch of free users. It's just not going to pay, right? So you're going to look at larger clients in that way? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, a, a lot of the people that we have uh, coming inbound right now are, you know, VPs of growth and, and growth people from, you know, organizations that have raised some money or, you know, are, are sort of well-established firms. And, you know, sometimes when that's an inbound lead, it's really easy to close those because they already know they want to use the tool. They've already seen it or used it somewhere else. And it's really easy. And so, you know, I think for me, just scaling the company and doing more of that and getting more of those people aware that, you know, we have we have a great solution for them is, is probably the best way to spend time. If you were doing outreach to more enterprise type clients, like you talked about, what channel would you use? I mean, what direction would you go to get in touch with them? Obviously, you're not going to just buy a list and smile and dial, right? Cold calling is pretty challenging in itself. But mm-hmm. when you're trying to reach VP level contacts, it's even more difficult. What channel would you go? Where would you go to try to make those connections? Referrals probably is the is a really is the best one, the one that converts the best. Where you know, for me to be able to go to our happy customers, you know, the people that we have now, and like I said, we've been doing this for eight years, so we have. It's a small world, right? These people tend to go from company to company over the course of their careers. They maybe switch companies every two or three years. And so they get to know each other. And so, you know, for me, I I think, you know, just actively reaching out to people that love the product and have received some value from it before and asking them like, hey, listen, I need your help growing my business. Do you know anybody else that could use this tool? And just letting them know that that's something that I want you know, is a way to get some really nice, warm introductions and to have some conversations start off in a really positive way. Perfect. Okay. That sounds great. All right. So based upon, you know, your past experience over the last eight years and your expertise that you've developed in and around Cloud Sponge and probably all the mistakes you've made, the things you've learned, all the different types of clients you've serviced, can you share some tips and strategies, you know, maybe even some best practices on how my listeners can get more referrals, maybe more, you know, more referrals online for their business, whether it be an info product or e-commerce or consulting or whatever it is. Could you kind of unpack that for us a little bit about getting more referrals online, you know, whether it be leveraging Cloud Sponge or otherwise? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think one of the the first things is kind of obvious, but it's it's worth mentioning just because it's so it's so important. And that's 
have a good product. Like make sure that you get to a place where you're sort of beyond product market fit and you know that people love what you're selling. I think a lot of people tend to sort of invest in energy and money and time and engineering time too soon into referrals and they end up sort of wasting a lot of energy and getting, you know, you know, spending time doing something that they could spend that time better doing something else, right? Making their product better. So right. rule number one always yep. is just like, be awesome, be worthy of a referral, right? I know that, like I said, that sounds kind of obvious, but it's definitely something that everybody should really be really, you know, thoughtful about that and make sure that they're asking people that truly genuinely love whatever it is that they're selling before they ask those individuals to refer it to other people. Yeah. Hashtag be referable. <laughs> referable. Yeah, there you go. Be worthy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. The next one would be, you know, the incentives are really important. You know, some of the things to think about are, you know, if you're selling to a B2B audience, it's often not an effective strategy to offer a discount for, you know, a referral where you say, hey, if you're, if you refer one customer, I'll give you 25% off your next month's bill. And the reason for that is that a lot of the people that you're working with in a B2B environment, they're spending the company's money and they they're not so motivated by by saving 25%. That's obviously not the case if you're talking about, you know, a solo entrepreneur or somebody who cares a lot about that. But, you know, with the bigger organizations in B2B sales, most of the time you're better off offering the individual something. You're saying instead of giving them their company 25% off, you know, if they make a referral, you can say, we'll give you an Amazon gift card or something that that individual can personally benefit from in exchange for the referral. So I think it it makes it always makes sense when you're developing a referral program to to really think about your customers and what's going to resonate with them. Do they, you know, in a, in a case like Dropbox, for example, one of the famous ones out there, you know, they were starting off sort of as a B two C company, and what they would offer people is a free gigabyte of storage or whatever it was. Maybe it was 100 megs or something back then, but it was, you know, in in general, this is somebody that's using the tool. They'll say, hey, listen, if you share your contents of your Dropbox with somebody and that person signs up with Dropbox, we're going to give you an extra, you know, piece of storage for your service. And that's a really good example for for a non-monetary way to reward somebody in a B2C kind of environment. But it's less effective in a B2B. In that, in that case, you sort of have to really think about the individual and what what it is that they would, you know, love to get from you. Okay. So we talked about obviously being be referable. Then we talked about incentives. All right. So what other steps or tips that, you know, would you strongly suggest? I mean, are, are there, is there something else we could kind of move a little bit further down the funnel in regards to whether it be technological or just even tactical components of getting more referrals? Yeah, sure. So it's always wise to start the referral process somewhere on your, in your flow where you've just delivered some value to somebody. So on a thank you page, for example, or on a checkout, you know, at the end of a checkout process is usually a great, a great place for that. A great, you know, that's where we usually see the, the cloud sponge buttons installed where, you know, you get to the end of the process of, you know, booking an Airbnb and you've kind of finished that process so that, you know, they don't want to interrupt you in the middle of their money-making exercise, Right. But then they you, know, you get to the end of that and they say, hey, by the way, if you want to you know, save 70 bucks on your next booking or you want to help your friends save 50 bucks on their next booking, here's a refer a friend form 
you know, click on the Gmail button to view your contacts and share this with, with some of your friends, right? Perfect. So that's a, that's a great example. Can we take that direction? I know you talked a little bit about how an Airbnb is your customer. So that's a real live case study, right? I mean, they're using the cloud sponge service as we speak, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you log into your Airbnb account and, and look at their referral program, there's right beside the field where they want you to type in, you know, a comma separated list of email addresses of your friends. Uh, right beside that field, there's a, a Gmail button, a Yahoo, Outlook.com, and several other ones that you can click on that are all powered by CloudSponge. So how effective is this, you know, refer a friend type strategy? Can you give us maybe a, a case study where you, where with a client or just a case study in general, whether it be Dropbox or otherwise, where you could talk about how effective are the types of results that people get from these types of referral programs? From the referral program in general? Yeah. And because again, you tie so much into that. So if they have a referral program and they're not using what you have, obviously it's only going to be enhanced with a cloud sponge, you know, integration, but referral programs in general, you know, a lot of times when I, when I end up, I do it very rarely. And that's the reason why I ask. So I'm trying to understand, you know, how effective of a strategy it is. Of course, you always have the Dropbox phenomenon, right? But do you have any case studies from clients where you could talk about how, some sort of metrics or KPIs that that you've been able to derive from traffic or users or average shares or something like that. I'm trying to I'm just trying to put it in perspective as to what somebody could really expect in regards to growth, assuming they do have a good product. Yeah, you know, it's kind of hard to generalize there because every business and product is so different. Yeah. Um I think the, you know, the proof is in the pudding and just that, you know, all the best companies, all the best firms out there have a referral program and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because they work. From my perspective, what we can see and what we get to hear about in case studies and, and so on when we talk to our customers is more about how, how adding the cloud sponge to an existing referral program improves its performance. In that case, generally, we see anywhere from, so from two to four times improvement. So if they've got an existing referral program where they're expecting their users to type in email addresses one by one or you know flip back and forth between browsers and windows to go look up email addresses and then they add the cloud sponge buttons to those forms generally they'll see you know the refer the performance of the program the number of referrals that are being sent at least doubling instantly gotcha okay great all right so let's get a little bit micro into cloud sponge itself i mean knowing what you know now i mean you've you've been in business for what 8 years You've got thousands of customers. Yeah, I mean, I I know your SaaS model, and I'm sure there's some some freemiums and a whole bunch of paid users as well. But your company appears to be doing very very well, getting new clients, even big clients like Airbnb. Knowing what you know now, what would you do different if you wanted to get further faster? You know, one yeah, one, I, one or two back. things. Yeah, if you went back, you know, four, five, six, seven years, what would you do different to get further faster with your Cloud Sponge business? You know, there's a few things. I made, I, I made a lot of mistakes, and so I can come up with a few things to share. I think, you know, one of them is I wish that I had had everybody involved in the Cloud Sponge business, like the people that worked with me. I wish I had had all of us constantly creating content about what we were doing and what we were building. I think we waited way too long to get into a habit of talking about ourselves and talking about the problems that we're solving and the software that we're writing and the things that we're doing. 
I think it was a massive missed opportunity for us not to start writing about that stuff from the get-go. So if I could do it all over again, you know, I would basically have a standing order for everybody who worked with the, the company to produce, you know, articles and ebooks and white papers and whatever, whatever kind of content they could produce, you know, on a regular basis, weekly or monthly if possible. Perfect. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. So the next two, we're going to do a little bit of rapid fire besides cloud sponge. <laughs> what's your favorite growth tool or software when you're talking about growing uh, your business? That's a good one. I, I mean, I guess you probably get, you probably get a lot of people saying the same, same answers like G suite and Slack and stuff like that. So I'm not going to, not going to bore you with that. You know, one of the ones that I like right now is Q. You heard of Q? No, what is it? It's spelled Q-U-U-U. And it's, it's a content promotion platform. So when you, when you write a good article, you write a blog post or something like that, you can submit it to Q and then other people who are looking for good content to share so that they can sort of curate content for their audience. It creates, it's kind of a two-sided marketplace with on one side, there's people who want to find and share great content. And on the other side, people who are developing that. And so if you're somebody who's writing articles and you sort of, you're looking for ways to distribute them and get more people to discover them and read them, then I suggest you take a look at Q because you can, you know, once you've written it and published it, you can just submit a URL to it into the Q, the Q marketplace, and then it'll go out to, you know, their entire, the other side of the market. Wow. That sounds great. I'm going to check yeah, that out right. for sure. Awesome. So what's one book that you've read that you would recommend to the audience? Something that's compelling to you that really hit home. Let's see. So your audience is entrepreneurs and and growth people mostly, right? Yeah. You know, I I think there's a couple. One of the ones that hasn't lost its impact for me is Traction, Gabriel Weinberg. Mm -hmm. It's just a great little reference manual for anybody who's looking for inspiration for new marketing channels to try. Kind of organized in 19 chapters, and each chapter sort of focuses on how you can try out a marketing channel in 30 days for $1,000 or less. And it's, it's really kind of tactical and useful. And then the other one that I really like lately is more for people that are in the services world, like not so much product or SaaS, but anybody who's, who's doing services is this book called Selling the Invisible. And, you know, it, it really kind of goes around the topics of, you know, how do you sell something to somebody where they have to trust you before they have to trust you and pay you before you actually actually deliver the service to them. And it's a bit of a different different spin on things. And that one's organized in just short excerpts, you know, one or two pages at a time. And I've not only have I read it a couple of times, but I think I've probably bought five or six copies of that for, for friends and, you know, my network because I just find that it's really relevant for a lot of people. Yeah, it's been around for a long time. It's on my bookshelf right now, for sure. So awesome. Well, listen, Jay, I really appreciate it. Could you do me a favor and let the audience know how they could connect with you and learn more about CloudSponge and then we'll close it out? Yeah, the best way to learn more about CloudSponge is just from cloudsponge.com. Anybody can just reach out to me directly at jay at cloudsponge.com. And right now, my favorite social network is LinkedIn. So if you just search for my name, Jay Gibb, G-I-B-B, I think I'll probably come up first in the search results. Perfect. I'll add those links in the show notes and want to thank you for joining me today. Truly appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. Sweet. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's been, been great. Thanks, Jay. 
Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.